welcome to the Stetzer Church Leaders Podcast, conversations with today's top ministry leaders to help you lead better every day. And now, podcasting from the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center in Chicagoland, here are your hosts, Ed Stetzer and Daniel Yang. Welcome to the Stetzer Church Leaders Podcast, where we're helping Christian leaders navigate and lead through the cultural issues of our day. My name is Daniel Yang, the director of the Church Multiplication Institute, and today we're talking with Sean Nemechek. Sean was pastor for 18 years and now works to bring hope and health to hurting pastors and their families as the West Michigan Regional Director for Pastor and Residence Ministries. He's a clergy coach and co-host of the Hope Renewed podcast, and his new book is The Weary Leader's Guide to Burnout, a journey from exhaustion to wholeness. But before we talk with Sean, we want to remind you that if you're enjoying our interviews, it would benefit us if you left us a review. Now let's go to Ed Setzer, Editor-in-Chief of Outreach Magazine and the incoming Dean at the Talbot School of Theology. That's been added now to the bio. It sounds official as well. So this book is like right out and right in time. And so so again, you, you probably noticed that we're talking more about some of these issues uh, in the last few years, I mean, I would say three years ago, we, we had a podcast, we merged the uh, Church Leaders podcast and the Stetzer Leadership podcast. Uh, I mean, we weren't talking about that when we started the podcast, but now we're dealing with more and more burnout. And a lot of that has to do with even people publishing books and more. So people are talking about these issues, and that's what the conversation has really headed towards for a lot of people. So I'm glad to have the conversation. We're going to have the conversation with Sean uh, as well. Okay, so um, the, the first, uh, I'm going to quote a portion from the book, which, you know, and which may be a little jarring to people actually, because you say, uh, there's an epidemic of hurting and abused pastors within American Christian churches, just as there's also a plague of abusive and narcissistic pastors. So you just read the first part of the sentence, you know, there, it talks about abused pastors and, and it's almost like you can't talk about that today because pastors have been abusive. And and we and yet in the second part of your sentence, you you address that. But but the reality is is that I mean this this is I mean I I, I love pastors and church leaders. I'm deeply concerned about pastors and church leaders who act in abusive ways. And there are a significant number of pastors who come out just shook and wrecked because of um because of bad experiences in churches as well. So let's talk some about what your words are meaning here. How do you define burnout? How do you define uh, how does it impact the lives of church leaders? Because that's the theme of the book. Again, to remind everyone, the book is called The Weary Leader's Guide to Burnout. So talk to us about that, Sean. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, burnout to me is really just a total depletion of self that comes from a toxic work culture. Um, it's really rooted in the culture, uh, the work environment that's created by the church. Uh, we know a lot of pastors just swim in criticism. And over time, uh, those small cuts uh, can lead to a large wound uh, that uh, that really uh, impacts the pastor on a deep level. Uh, that burnout uh, really takes them to places that uh, that are, are are really hard to recover from. Uh, isolation. Uh, often, there's just an ineffectiveness in their work. They feel tired, not just a little tired, but a deep fatigue. Uh, and they often lose their sense of self or their calling to ministry. So it, it's just an overall feeling of stuckness or a hopelessness uh, and really don't have a sense of how to get out. Well, let, let, so let's talk a little bit about the trap that gets there. And, 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 and I think it's important that we can have this conversation. I, I don't think the fact that there are bad pastors who do bad things eliminates the important need of this conversation because there are there are bad systems in churches that lead to bad things. There are bad there are bad people in churches that can hurt pastors. Those are all mm -hmm. just true realities. 
Um, but what happens too is that um, you know you have to acknowledge the burnout question is not just a sense of you know there were bad people who sought to really you know sandbag or or destroy the pastor, but burnout is also something that sort of we uh, participate in, right? We um, yes, yeah. you know we we get caught up in as well. So when you see a pastor heading in the wrong direction with this, what are some of the warning signs that you see? Um, that, that might be of warnings, you know, because since it's fascinating to me, sometimes people aren't even aware that they're, mm -hmm. they're burning out. Um, and so what does it look like and how do we spot some of those things? Yeah. Some of the signs of burnout, uh, I already mentioned isolation is a big one. Uh, pastors are pulling back. Uh, they're not connecting with people like they should. Um, the, an ineffectiveness in their work is another one. Uh, cynicism, uh, is a big one, cynicism or bitterness. Um, feeling uh, overwhelmed by the expectations uh, in the, the ministry. And often those expectations are internal. They're coming from the pastor himself, uh, not just from the people around him. Uh, but yeah, it, it can be any number of, of those types of things. Emotional uh, impact like anger. Um, the, the two big ones that I look for, though, are shame and anxiety. Uh, and those feed off of one another. When I find a pastor who's who's in that shame spiral because of the anxiety, whether it be from the weekly preaching or conflict in the church, um, that is really what sucks a pastor down into burnout really quickly. Mm. You know, Sean, I think a lot of pastors who uh, sometimes are experiencing stress um, in a season of working long hours, um, feel like they're burning out, but it may just be that it's, you know, it's a, an extended season of hard work. Can you help, uh, pastors differentiate between, you know, this is a hard season. You have to put in more hours versus actually that you're getting to an emergency state and you need to need to really reevaluate how you work. Yeah. We all have those seasons where we have to put uh, a huge amount of effort into a short time span. Uh, at the end of that season, we're tired. Uh, we're exhausted. We may even feel a little depressed from the energy output. But in general, we're satisfied with the work that we've done. Uh, really, what what happens in burnout is there's a sense of frustration, uh, anxiety, shame, as I mentioned. Um, it's It's more of a long, slow slide that happens. It's little decisions over a long period of time that usually lead a pastor to this place. Uh, often this is around people-pleasing. Um, we tend to get away from our own sense of core values and start to fall into whatever will please the congregation around us. Uh, you know, we've, we talk about sometimes the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Uh, well, sometimes pastors tend to abandon their own sense of call in order to just placate the, the criticism, the complaints that are around them. Uh, and this leads to uh, what's sometimes referred to as moral injury. Um, a pastor is actually violating their own core beliefs and hurting themselves. And pretty soon they get bitter um, and they get angry at everyone for demanding all this stuff when really it's the decisions that they've made over this long period of time that have led to this problem. Moral injury. To, um, okay, interesting. So what are some things that... Um that you, I guess you probably already touched on that some, but come back to it more. Uh, what are some things that pastors might mistake for burnout and how do they know how to distinguish between uh, getting to the place where they're a place of, of danger, emotional, spiritual danger? 
Yeah, there's several different types of trauma that can show up, like burnout. Uh, so pastors are particularly vulnerable to post-traumatic stress because of the the amount of death that we can uh, can see in our lives. Um, we can also succumb to chronic traumatic stress, which shows up like post-traumatic stress, but is actually uh, that kind of small injury over a long period of time. So if they have uh, constant criticism, uh, for example, or a board that isn't supportive but is constantly telling them what they're doing wrong, uh, that may hurt one at one meeting, but if it's happening every meeting for years and years, that then becomes a, a chronic problem, and it shows up like trauma. Um, or they can fall into compassion fatigue, uh, where you have usually very caring people find themselves unable to care anymore. Uh, they've lost their ability to be compassionate toward the people around them. This is usually a sign that they haven't been engaging in good self-care. Um, and they're constantly focusing on others and not caring for themselves. Uh, so this, this is often a problem uh, when helping grieving families. Uh, you know, pastors, uh, especially if they've been in you know one place for a long time, uh, they may be burying friends, and they're so focused on helping people grieve that they forget to grieve themselves. Uh, and so over time, they run out of their ability to be compassionate because they aren't taking the time to care for their own their own soul and the wounds that uh, they've experienced. Yeah, that's a great point. You, you know, we we've worked with pastors and. Sometimes it's obvious when you're working with a pastor and you know they're nearing burnout and they become self-aware of it. Um, and now they have a predicament. And that predicament is how do I help my congregation and my church leaders understand that I I may be approaching burnout? Mm -hmm. So Sean, can you talk about that? So if you if, if somebody listening, they're coming to the awareness that I think I'm burning out, how do you then now bridge that conversation with your church leaders, your elders, those that you work with? This is a particularly difficult spot to be in because of the anxiety and shame that pastors are experiencing in burnout. They're afraid usually to uh, to talk about it. They're afraid they're going to be rejected. They don't want people to see what's really going on. But the only way to recover in this space is to admit that there's that problem. I find that most church boards that I've seen in the pastors that I coach through burnout will be somewhat receptive or very receptive to the fact. They probably see it before the pastor does. Uh, they know that there's something wrong. Uh, when I burned out, my board knew that I was less effective in my work. They didn't know it was burnout. I didn't know it was burnout at the time. Uh, but they knew something was wrong. Uh, they didn't have the tools to ask the questions. So most pastors, if they go to their board and they say, I'm burned out, um, that usually will be received pretty well. Uh, and I've seen church boards respond amazingly well, uh, taking uh, time for leave or sabbatical, uh, getting the, the pastor the help they need. Sometimes a pastor needs help, uh, and so having a counselor or a, a coach like me uh, come and talk to your board about the realities of what burnout is uh, can really help them understand that it's more than just an issue that the pastor has, but it's a whole culture issue within the church. Yeah, so so let's talk a little bit about how that plays out because I'm the the, the conversation about burnout has I think gone um, gone up in large part mm -hmm. because this is a really stressful time to lead and people are experiencing burnout at a higher level. Um, simultaneously, I, I think that 
you know, I hear a lot about burnout and some of that's generational as well. People are much more likely to share and articulate their struggle in younger generations than in older generations. Um, but, but also too, one of the challenges is like, I get burned out because I had a bad relationship with my board, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but sometimes you have a bad relationship with your board because your board doesn't think you're doing a good job. And sometimes it is actually because you're not doing a good job. Yeah. And so then you feel very stressed out and burned out when really your board is putting pressure on you to do the job that, so, so I guess I would say it's not always the board's fault, even though I'm, you know, as, as someone who loves pastors, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to rush to pastor's side. Um, so, so how do you respond and help someone to say, maybe it's just not working because you're not working out in this role. People are putting on a pressure on you to, to change, to fit that role. And it's not so much, yeah, you might be burned out, but you might be burned out because this is not the right fit or place for you. Does that, does that make sense? I, I want yeah, to, I'm taking on the, uh, what is it? The devil's advocate in this sort of moment, but I think it's important to have that conversation because a lot of times underperforming staff who get, um, pressure to perform better respond by saying, well, they're just born, burned out. Am I, am I, am I reading too much into that? No, I think that is, that is a reality. Uh, in the pastors that I'm coaching through burnout, um, it's not the the common thing that I see though. Uh, it, it, it does happen from time to time uh, that a pastor is you know, a misfit for the role that they're in. Um, in fact, that was one of the things that I realized about myself being in a rural church uh, I had grown up in the city all my life, and there were just some cultural things that were always going to get in the way uh, that contributed to to my burnout. So there was a little bit of a misfit there. Uh, and I think that's that's a, a reality that we do have to address. Uh, I think sometimes churches have these very idealistic views of what a pastor should be, and uh, no matter what pastor they call into that role, it's going to be a misfit. Uh, and so th- there should be some negotiations, some back and forth over how to fit uh, this pastor's gifts with this church. And if that can happen, then then a lot of the, the burnout issue will probably go away. And so that's a fit issue. I also would say that sometimes it's a performance issue. Yes. And that's where it gets that's where it gets hard, because there are unreasonable boards who make unreasonable demands. And there are reasonable boards who make reasonable band demands among on underperforming leaders, and that can become frustrating. You know these, and yeah. it's not just pastors, pastors and staff. You know, men and women who then perceive that they are being too much put upon them when really they're just maybe underperforming in that role. And I'm what I'm trying to figure out is is how then do I, um, you know, acknowledge that it does lead to I think a sense of burnout. I just can't do this. I just, I, mm-hmm. but but part of the answer is you're right. Maybe this is not the place for us to be able to coach you up into that. Now, when you, so when you coach somebody through that, a lot of time it involves a change of role. Um, so talk to us about how acknowledging the fit question or the performance question might lead to a change of role and how that might be healthier for somebody who's experiencing burnout. Yeah. In, in PIR ministries, one of the things we do is uh, we use some assessments to help them figure out where the stress and frustration in their work is coming from. Uh, we particularly use uh, uh, an assessment called the Pro-D, uh, which is a really powerful assessment that was designed for the business world, and we kind of translate it toward uh, ministry roles and helping them see where the misfit is between what the church expects of them and what their gifting and natural uh, direction is uh, can be really eye-opening. Uh, when pastors see that, then they can say, oh, yeah, this is just never going to work here. Uh, because I 
I either just don't have what's needed to bring to this role or um, I'm not willing to make the changes because we have a, a vision misfit uh, in this place. And so sometimes that uh, that realization does help a pastor see uh, it's time to move on maybe to another career uh, or to a different church where we're going to have a, a closer theological fit. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. Uh, sometimes the pastor is just underperforming. Um, and uh, that that is certainly one of the things that leads to burnout. So, Sean, if, if I'm working with my board and we're discerning which stage in burnout I'm in, because I think that's important for a mm -hmm. pastor to, to realize or a church leader to realize is that you may have been well into this season of burnout and you're just now becoming aware of it. Uh, help help process through like how to address like the different stages of burnout, whether you're in the front end, the back end. And then, um, I, you know, for, for friends, I mean, Ed and I, you know, we're friends with Dan White Jr. He started the Caneo Center in, in Puerto Rico mm -hmm. and been there. Uh, very amazing ministry, realizing that retreats are an important part of an experience of recovery, but you, you're never leading the same coming out of burnout. Like there's some lessons yeah. to be learned. So can you talk about like the stages of burnout and then depending where you're at, what you might need for the next stage? Yeah. So the, the initial stages are those compromises that I talked about, those small changes that we're making in our leadership uh, over a long period of time. Those probably won't be noticed until we're well into that. Uh, when we start feeling that sense of frustration, the anxiety, the bitterness, the cynicism, those are the signs that we're, we're well into burnout. And at that point, usually uh, the church board, uh, the pastor's spouse, uh, the close friends will start to notice some things. They'll say things like, uh, man, you're, you seem really tired. Uh, or what's going on? You, do you need some help? Um, uh, in fact, quite often uh, it will come up in performance reviews that the, the board does with pastors. Um, they're just finding themselves withdrawing from people more and more. In those spaces, that's the time to start getting some help. Um, because one of the things I've found is that we cannot recover from burnout on our own. Uh, we need people who can speak into our lives. And so in the book, I talk about uh, for my recovery, I needed a team of people to help me. I needed a counselor and a coach and a spiritual director and a mentor and a good friend. And I met with each of them for different reasons uh, to help me figure out what was going on. Uh, when you're deep into burnout, though, uh, it really does feel like a place of hopelessness. And it's that realization, oh, I'm in burnout, that actually is the turning point. Uh, that's when things start to turn around. When pastors call me and say, I'm in burnout, one of my favorite things to tell them is, is that with a little help and some hard work, uh, you're going to feel better in three to six months. Uh, you're not going to be fully recovered probably for at least two to five years. Uh, and your leadership, you're right, Dan, your leadership will not be the same as it was before because the way you've been working is what got you here. Uh, and so we, we have to change the way you approach your work and the way you respond to your church, which often means uh, learning what your priorities are according to your values and the, and the values of the church, uh, learning to set some boundaries and say no in healthy ways, uh, so that work of recovery can take a long time and, and, and uh, has a lot of negotiation back and forth between the pastor and the church and the people. Uh, but I find that 
that leaders who do the work to recover from burnout uh, end up being better leaders in the long run. And it can actually be a bit of a blessing to them. Yeah, I've seen that too. And so, okay, so three to six months to feel better. And then, you know, two to five years to kind of even walk through some of these things. And that that kind of resonates with what I've what I've seen. And I guess I just want to just yell, um, let's not get to that place. And I think, you know, this is where mm-hmm. where there's often failures. I mean, we, we can point to the pastor, but a lot of it is boards uh, too. So there, there's both a sense of pastor unaware, staff member unaware, uh, you know, a leader unaware here. She gets into this situation. But this is where I just think board governance matters so much. There's a failure in relationship if I've walked into burnout uh, without having people to say, hey, what's going on? We, we sense mm-hmm. a difference and more. And I don't know, it just, it just it just strikes me. I've seen so many people hurt with that. So um, sorry. So with that said, um, but here we get to that burnout moment. Um, and we got to get to the recovery side. Now they work with a coach. Uh, let me also say too that the name of the book is The Weary Leader's Guide to Burnout, a journey from exhaustion to wholeness. Helpful resource. I want to encourage people uh, to pick that up, pick, pick that out. Um, so, so how do you know then when you're through this and you get to a healthy side again? What is that? What are some markers of health on the other side? So first you're going to be relationally connected again. Uh, you have people in your life uh, who can help you see the big picture uh, and who love being around you just because they like you. Uh, so you've got good, healthy friendships, uh, good uh, accountability relationships. Uh, you're able to be open and honest with people. You've learned to to lead with a little bit of vulnerability uh, so that uh, you can take some risks. Um, but really, I think... Uh, the, the core of all this is having a sense of identity and security that's rooted in Christ. Uh, a lot of times pastors fall away from that. They get leaning into their gifts so much that they forget to abide in the vine. Um, and so uh, there's this, just this sense of courage and confidence that's rooted in their position in Christ that allows them to, to lead with purpose and courage and graciousness toward others. Uh, so when those conflicts in the board pop up again, uh, they don't feel threatened and defensive as much because of that security in Christ. Uh, but now they're able to address the issue and restore relationship first before moving on to the issues at hand. And so uh, just this this overall sense of being closer to the people around you is really a, a sign that you're well on your way to recovery. Sean, you mentioned two to five years uh, coming out of really feeling healthy again. And can you talk about that? Um, Because I know some pastors who are coming out of burnout, they still feel a little bit gun shy. So Mm -hmm. there's some things that they just won't do again. And sometimes uh, those that they lead might misinterpret that Mm -hmm. Um, uh, pastor becoming colder or maybe even becoming more fragile. And really it's pastors saying, no, no, I'm trying to create new rhythms for myself. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be a time where, you know, energy's back, maybe some of the vision's coming back. But pastor's saying, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to do the same things again. Um, and can you speak to the pastor on how to navigate that particular part of finding health again? And then again, how do you communicate those things to the people that you're leading? Yeah, we always uh, talk about... Uh... When you set boundaries, when you change the way you lead, the people around you are going to get upset. That's just the nature of change. Um, whenever change happens, there are going to be some people who are uncomfortable with it. Uh, and so 
One of the things I try to help pastors do is learn that people are just responding out of fear, uh, fear of the unknown and what's coming. And if you can just gently communicate to them, yes, I'm making some changes in the way that I lead, and uh, I'm still learning those changes. I'm trying to develop some new habits, and, and it's going to be bumpy for a little while. But here's my goal. Here's what I want to be as a leader. And you communicate that to people gently and kindly, and, and you, you'll have to say it far more than you want to, but uh, eventually people will understand that you're, you're trying to be a better leader and a, a better caretaker of the flock, uh, and people ju usually respond well to that. Okay, so we're talking uh, to uh, Deshaun about The Weary Leader's Guide to Burnout, A Journey from Exhaustion to Wholeness. It's a, it's a brand new book, just, just out. Uh, okay, so... Uh, I'm trying to decide if in the time we have, we should talk more about kind of walking through burnout, but I actually think it would be good to come back to the question of how do we avoid this? I mean, the, 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 the strain, the cost here is um, in people's brokenness and, and the hurt and the struggle is substantive. You know, you talk about three to six months and then two to five years, three to six months feel better, two to five years to completely recover. Let's avoid this. So if we can avoid this, is it is it possible for church leaders, pastors and church leaders to to never experience burnout? And if so, what are some practices they would want to implement so they don't? Yeah, well, I think it is possible to avoid it, uh, although there may be some leaders who actually have to go through this before they learn the lessons of resilience. Uh, sometimes there's there's a certain level of pain that we have to experience. Uh, before we're willing to admit that we need to change. Um, but if we're willing to to be humble and to recognize that uh, that we have some work to do ahead of the ahead of time, uh, I think the the major steps are to get clear on what's most important. A lot of leaders avoid that work. They just move from what's urgent and what's needful from one thing to another without really asking, what should I be doing? What's most important for me? And what should I be delegating to others? Uh, that They may need some help with that, but that's, that's key work. Also, uh, really drilling down on self-care, especially times with, with God. Um, the first One of the first things I ask pastors in burnout is, uh, are you taking a regular Sabbath rest each week? Are you spending time renewing your soul in the Lord? Not just, uh, you know, a quick reading of Scripture and, and prayer just to get it out of the way, but actually spending time relationally with God and uh, deepening that relationship, knowing that you are loved and living and ministering out of that sense of love. Uh, and so I, I try to focus on that idea of uh, deep relational connection uh, and security in Christ so that our ministry becomes uh, just a natural outflow uh, of our, our relationship. So one of the things I challenge pastors to do is to take one day a month for a prayer retreat where they review their previous month, uh, figure out where they noticed God's presence and where they were oblivious to God, uh, and to confess what they need to confess, and then to look forward to the next month with that same lens. Where am I likely to notice God at work, and where do I need to be careful? Uh, where do I need to spend extra time in prayer? Um, and then develop some seasonal rhythms, and even rhythms every few years of a regular sabbatical for uh, the good of their souls, so that they're, they're caring for their own souls well, uh, so that they can care for the souls of the, the congregation well, too. 
Uh, I think if we don't care for our own soul, we're not really qualified to to lead the church. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you think about very few vocations where, you know, the thing that is supposed to replenish, like we call it work, right? I mean, pastors mm-hmm. are supposed to be practicing this thing that's supposed to be replenishing, but we turn it into this thing that actually overextends our energy. And you get to a great point. It reminds me of Jesus and maybe how Jesus kept his uh, energy up. Uh, and that was with time with the father. And you described that as we wrap up here, uh, Sean, can you just talk about, you know, what, what can we learn from Jesus's ministry uh, about burnout and particularly how to avoid burnout? Yeah. The rhythms of Jesus in work and rest, I think are so important. Um, when I was recovering from burnout, uh, I started noticing uh, in the Gospels the number of times Jesus withdraws from the crowd, where he goes off by himself to pray, whether that's early in the morning, late at night, maybe all the through the night, uh, whether it's in the wilderness or up on the mountain, it's all over the place. And when you pay attention, it's often before major decisions or big miracles or major teachings Jesus' ministry really flows out of his connection with the Father. Uh, When he says, my food is to do the the Father's will and to say what the Father, what I hear the Father saying, uh, those types of statements aren't um, how-tos necessarily. They're, They're really talking about the relationship he had with the Father. And I think that's really the key to, to all of this, is that deep relationship, knowing just how much the Father loves us in Christ, how deeply and permanently loved we are, how secure we are, and then from that overflow of love to minister to others. I think uh, too many leaders are treating themselves kind of like a pipeline. Uh, it's in one side and out the other, and there's nothing for that that deep well of love in their own souls. And so I, I encourage uh, leaders to think of themselves more like a reservoir, to fill up, spend time with the Father, soak in the Father's love until it just bubbles up and flows out of you in so many different ways in ministry. We've been talking to Sean Nemechek. Be sure to check out his book, The Weary Leader's Guide to Burnout, A Journey from Exhaustion to Wholeness. You can learn more about Sean at seannemechek.com. And thanks again for listening to the Stetsa Church Leaders podcast. You can find more interviews as well as other great content from ministry leaders at churchleaders.com slash podcast. And again, if you found our conversation today helpful, we'd love for you to take a few moments to leave us a review. That'll help other ministry leaders find and benefit from our content. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Stetzer Church Leaders Podcast. For more great interviews, as well as articles, videos, and free resources, visit our website at churchleaders.com. Thanks for listening.